In between the beginning and end of life, there is creation. And in between the beginning and end of creation, there is time for the Forecast Podcast. Welcome. I'm your ever-intrepid host, Sophie O. My guest on this episode is our creative producer here at Forecast, Farida Amar. And loyal listeners of the podcast may recognize that name from a few other episodes. Farida is the ringmaster that keeps this circus of artists and creators running. And she has a lot to say, not just about Forecast, but about art and the creative process. She's brilliant, and once you take a listen, I think you'll agree. Hi, Farida. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am also great, and I'm so excited to get to interview the person I've pretty much mentioned in every episode up till now. Well, I'm happy to be here. So you are the creative director? Yeah. And how did that come about? Like, how did you get involved with Forecast, first of all? Mm, uh, Originally, I was asked by someone else to come in as the creative director. And there was a different administrative team trying to start a publication, but they didn't really know how to do it. And they needed someone who understood, like, design and production and print and layout and everything that goes into making a publication. And so they were looking for someone who could help them with that. And um, I was finishing some advanced helicopter training at the time and I kept saying no. And eventually, I think like two years later, they convinced me to do it. And then within, you know, like maybe six months of starting, they all left for different reasons. And part of the reason why I said no for so long was because I understood what went into doing it and they didn't. And I was like, this is not easy. This is going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of time. It's going to be hard. And they were like, we can do it. We're superheroes. And I was like, okay. And then, uh, and then they weren't superheroes and they didn't have, you know, the experience and they, uh, bailed. And so, well, that's super lame of them. Well, you know, just in over their head. I think a lot of people start a lot of projects that they don't see through in the arts. It's pretty common. That's true. So I think there was like maybe, you know, five people or something in the beginning. And I was just one of them. And then... I asked the artists, you know, what do you what do you guys want to do? Do you want to continue? Do you want to stop? And they all wanted to continue. So I found a way to continue. And initially, like, I wasn't supposed to be the one funding it. I wasn't supposed to be the one doing all the administrative stuff. I wasn't supposed to be the one doing, like, everything else, too. I was supposed to just be the creative director. Uh, but I like following through on my promises to people and I like seeing uh, what I start get finished. So I rallied and rose to the occasion and figured out the other parts and honored my agreements with people and figured it out. And so, you know, we're here now. I guess I kind of like became all the other things that we needed whenever we needed it or whatever, you know, to make it happen. So 
Um, now I don't know what I am. You are forecast, really. Like You're like the embodiment of forecast. I'm just like team spirit mom. Yeah, I like that. Put that on the website. I spend a lot of time just like herding cats and trying to make sure that things stay on track and that people um, are checking in and communicating and getting along and that we're working on ideas that are exciting and we're all moving in a forward direction, you know. Do you have like an idea of what forecast is going to be in like the very near future or even like the further future than that? I have a really specific idea of what forecast is going to be that I'm actively working on at the moment. I always hoped that it would grow into an arts foundation and for a long time it was just like let's try to get this collective working you know like get the right people in here get the right ideas in here get a rhythm going where it's not too much turnover all the time and I think it's you know when you're working with 60 to 80 people on one project it turns into like Mm, a lot of personalities, a lot of different schedules, a lot of just like managing life because everyone here is a volunteer. And so we're working around other people's work schedules and lives too. And we have to be flexible. We have to be understanding. And so it's like, how do you stay consistent and manage, you know, all of that in a way that doesn't interrupt progress and that you can become reliable and that you can say, you know, we have a we have a thing that is good and that is growing and that people want to jump in on and know that it's going to be there for them. And it took, you know, it took like five years to get there, but we're here now and it is good and it's growing and um, there's a demand for more growth. We have around 300, you know, artists contributing consistently we are making two publications that are super beautiful every year. We have ideas that I'm really proud of being written about in the publication. We have visual artists with a high caliber of work. The standard is good, you know, and I think the curiosity about expansion is there. And I think the demand for more production is there. We're selling out of what we're able to produce on our own now on day one. And, the, and people are asking for more, which is a new thing for us, you know? I think for a long time it was like, how are we going to sell all this stuff? And now it's like, where do we get more money to make more stuff, you know? So it's a good moment for us to try to expand and provide more, even more resources. So this year I've been working very hard to register the foundation, complete all the government paperwork, complete the 501c3 application status, whatever approval from the government, which we're finishing up now. Think about the kind of people we want to invest in something like this, a community like this, which is really delicate and we're very picky about. The ecosystem is like so carefully crafted and it's not, the, the spirit behind it is not capitalistic, you know, like no one is here for money, although we need it to grow. So it's just a really careful balance to try to keep 
the heart of it together and the ideas at the center of the mission as we grow. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a real thoughtfulness in how we're building the structure and the bylaws and the business model. The goal is to buy land. Oh, wow. Uh, next year and put a runway on it and build artist residencies and studios and places where artists can go and create and have the materials and resources that they need and space that they need to be able to live and make work without worrying about whether or not they can eat or pay rent. The mission is uh, to provide unlimited resources to independent artists forever. So sustainability is a really big part of the bo- of the model. That all sounds like overwhelmingly incredible. I didn't know you had all that planned and I'm really glad I know about it now because it sounds fantastic. Yeah, right now we're chipping away at it. We have like a very small team that's meeting um, every single week and we're, we're in the process of just government paperwork, financial planning, projections, research, putting it all together and then pitching. We're going to start pitching and people, I mean, it's not a secret. It's just a massive amount of administrative work that honestly, most artists don't enjoy doing. So if people ask, we tell them if they want to help jump in, (laughs) there's been no big public announcement yet because nothing has actually been completed yet where, I mean, we did register the arts foundation that's done. We opened the bank account, whatever. We're completing the 501c3 now. And that's the stage we're at. So by the end of this year, we should have that done and be going after funding. And so if we get that, then we can start looking at land. So it's like, you know, once we get land, then people will start seeing and hearing more about it. Yeah, I'm excited too. That that sounds really uh, exhilarating and ambitious. And I'm this just makes me honored to be a part of Forecast. I'm so excited. The point of doing Forecast is coexisting. It's it's believing in something. It's being inspired by each other. It's being told you don't have to wait for recognition or permission from an outside source to take initiative in your own life as a creative person. Forecast is that moment where you wake up at 3 a.m. and say, I think this matters and I want to pursue it even if I don't have help even if I don't have the money even if I only have a pencil and a piece of paper like I'm gonna write the shit out of this and I'm gonna change the world right that that is the forecast thing and that's why we're not a job we're not a job and I'm so proud of this because if you become a professional creative you're actually very limited at work you're serving a boss or a client or a system or like you know, rules and regulations and protocols and whatever. And it's not anymore like your personal development and growth as an artist. And forecast is only that. It's all that. It's like the stuff you can't do at work. It's the stuff you are afraid to say out loud. It's the stuff that, I don't know, your mom might be concerned about. Your wife might not want to know you're working on. Do you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's where forecast lives permanently. And we tell you like, you're not crazy. Go there. Take your weirdness very seriously. We want to know everything we can about that. 
And we want to see it today, not in 10 years when you finish whatever qualifications you think you need to even begin. Like we want to see it now while you're excited about it. And it's motivating and it's exciting and it's like reinvigorating an entire community of people who were starting to kind of like die inside a little bit, you know? Because the reason, I don't know, like the reason you go to film school in the first place is not to be like the first AC on the new Marvel Comics movie, you know? And like when you, when you live and you work in LA and you're a professional and you like build yourself a little career, you end up doing commercial work, right? Professional commercial work, you get paid really well. You have a real job. If you're lucky, it's consistent. If you're lucky, right? You're working on film sets. You're showing up. You're wearing all black. <laughs> you know where you're, you know where to go. You know your call time. You're, you know, putting tape on the floor or whatever your job is. And, and it's great. It's like really great. Like you can even have like a house and a little life that you can afford. And that's awesome. And I, you know, not that's everyone needs that. So it's also important, but it's not why you love film, right? It's not why you watched films growing up as a kid. It's not why you applied to film school. It's not why you like, um, got excited about the movies. It's not, it's not why you chose to spend your life doing this, you know? And so there's always like a, like there's something in your heart that's like, how do I get out of Netflix and make an erotic horror movie on a VHS camcorder with my friends this weekend? Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the shit that excites you, right? But like your bosses don't want to see that, you know, <laughs> Netflix is not paying you for that shit. So you call forecast. Hey, <laughs> I have this weird idea and I need some people to help me make it. And we are on it, you know? So I, I love living in that space with a bunch of like weirdos. Um, I think it's really important. I think it's critically important for culture. It is. I completely agree. That is all, that's all really fucking beautiful. I, I thank you for sharing all of that. Thanks for asking. Yeah. And then I'm going to ask you one more thing. Uh, I noticed on your website, you said that you're passionate about wonderment. Can you define that for me in your own words? Mm. Wonderment, I think. Wow. Uh, wonderment is something that I think professionalism erases completely, right? Wonderment is like you're driving down a road and it's this road of your life and you're like, I got to get to the next stop where I become, I don't know, the senior level, whatever, or the executive level, whatever, or the CEO level, whatever. And then you randomly just decide to pull over and frolic in a field for 10 minutes. That's wonderment. And it's okay. Like the road will still be there. The executive <laughs> job will still be at the end of the road. <laughs> You'll still be able to get back in the car and drive to the executive level job. You'll be five minutes late, but it's worth it. Right. And I think the excitement about being alive, also referred to as joy, is like so alien to all of us now. I think primarily because we live on screens now. Like it's, 
I don't know. I don't know if it was always this hard for all humans in all history because I haven't lived in every generation, but I have a suspicion that it's harder today than it was before. I feel like you might be right about that. And yeah, right. Like I didn't grow up when my parents grew up or when my grandparents grew up or whatever, not from firsthand experience. I'm assuming some things, but I'm looking at kids younger than me and I'm comparing them to when I was growing up and I'm comparing them to what I know of my parents. And the, the number one thing that I'm seeing shift is a diminishing of privacy. Mm-hmm. Like people are losing an appreciation for privacy. If it's not like seen by others or if it's not posted online <laughs> and receiving likes for validation or whatever, then it, it's almost like not even worth doing now. Right. And, and okay, to be fair, in the last two or three years, I'm starting to see this begin to change in the generation beneath me. Uh, what are they like? Gen Z. Gen Z is starting to, I'm like an ancient millennial. So I'm the oldest millennial that ever lived. But Gen Z is like, they're starting to do this thing now where they're like, I'm only letting myself use social media for 15 minutes a day. And they're starting to like, move towards slow culture a little bit and they're starting to like be a little more mindful and I love seeing that and I give them credit for that that's pretty recent and new and I hope that continues but it's scary to to think about how much less privacy we have we're looking at the birth rates going down we're looking at depression going up we're looking at suicide rates going up we're looking at super old people outnumbering super young people like in existence numbers I'm talking about like what's gonna happen when they all die like who's going to take over you know what I mean like where are we so (laughs) it's like it's a lot there's a lot there's a lot going on and I don't want to get political right now but I do think that there's a serious issue with confidence and there's an, and I think a lot of that has a lot of instability has to do with people not having inner lives right and if you don't nurture an inner life that's just for you where you realize that like your day is yours <laughs> and you wake up with yourself and you go to sleep with yourself and you're going to die with yourself and it's not to be on display at all times. Not only, I mean, not, not ever. Like I also have a website. I also have an Instagram. Like, it's fine. Like, but it's a marketing tool. It's like a thing that serves a purpose, right? Like it'll help you get a job or it'll help tell people about a show you're doing or something. Right. But it doesn't define your entire social life, you know? And I think having some perspective on that is really helpful because you got to get excited about things in the moment. It kind of reminds me of the episode you did with Lauren Lakin. Lauren, there's a reason why Lauren is our creative producer. There's a reason why we work in analog arts. There's a reason why being physically present is really important at Forecast. Why owning something and being there and doing like these building residencies where people can come and live on land that we own and grow our own food and stuff matters. Sustainability matters, you know, looking each other in the eye matters. Like <laughs> laughing over a strawberry at 6 30 AM matters. Like this stuff, you know, delirium after three days of no sleep matters. Like this stuff is like a shared 
humanity that is like recognizable in our own species and it makes you feel valid. And I think sometimes just seeing like light refract off a window in a certain way, seeing a squirrel throwing a nut at another squirrel, whatever, being (laughs) curious, observing, you know, things. And Looking at like, I mean, taking that to a theoretical level or conceptual level or artistic level, looking at like, what are the new frontiers? What is technology doing to reshape our world? What is science looking at today? What kind of exploration is actually new in 2023? You know, now we're talking about reframing philosophy. Uh, We're talking about exploring how we understand the world and ourselves physical space on earth has primarily been discovered minus i guess the depths of the sea space exploration is like changing a lot right now we're looking now at interdimensional space there's this guy who's talking about the big bang being the inverse of another multiverse right now blowing my mind He's like, it wasn't the creation of everything. It was the death of everything else. And I was like, duh, obviously every action has an equal and opposite reaction. This makes sense. Why has no one talked about this before? There's stuff all the time that I feel like I'm late to learn that everyone else is already on top of. And it's blowing my mind all the time. Um, So just trying to keep up, I guess, but it's so exciting to be alive. and. When you're doing collective work, the number one thing is like stewardship for, I guess for me as the leader is like, it is a real responsibility that I feel to care for the community and to nurture the community. And like, um, I want to use the word ethical, even though I have ethical problems with the word ethical. We have a calling to love our artists, like really love them, not just like their work or whatever, but actually care about them as whole human beings, right? And I think looking at a whole person is like a radical idea these days, you know, as well. And like asking questions beyond what can you do? When can you get this done? Is like, yeah, that's also wonderment, like literally pushing them beyond, uh, you know, the, the robot thinking of like, this is the task at hand, I'll have it by Wednesday and stopping them to like be present and feel things and frolic in the field with us for 10 minutes. It's like, it's actually quite, I don't know. I think it is really dramatically different than what they experience in a lot of other work environments, I, I guess, to put it simply. Uh, we try to do that here, you know? Well, for what it's worth, I feel really loved by forecast. I feel really loved by everyone here, and I'm so excited to be a part of it. Well, we're excited to have you. I'm sad you're in Delaware. I know. Well, everyone who's in Delaware is sad they're in Delaware, but... <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not sad. I'm I'm jealous that Delaware has Aww, you. We'll put it that thank way. thank you. <laughs> That's so sweet. Oh, I'm blushing. For those who are listening, I am, in fact, <laughs> blushing. Thank you, Farida. Thank you so much for your time today. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. And so our time together for now is over. Our time together will come again. Now is the time for creation 
and exploration. The moon rises, the sun sets. I'm Sophie O, and this has been the Forecast Podcast. Thank you.